is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trevor Donovan, and uh, well, I make them. <laughs> and this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Have you heard the news, everybody? Have you heard the news? What's, What's the that? News? Uh, this just in. A good day is here. Oh, my oh. gosh. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try. You want to do it over? Yeah. That was. This, this, Trevor this. finally got the intro yeah. right. Yeah. It took him seven takes, yeah. but he finally got it right, and you messed it up. Yeah. Um, this just in. It's a great day to be alive. Trevor's here. <laughs> was that better? No. Tre- Trevor has his dog with him, which is really why we're interviewing him. T- Trevor, what's your dog's name? This here is... Tito, the T- bulldog. Tito. Tito. Big Tito. He looks like a Tito. He doesn't look happy to be here, but that's just what his face always is. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of pit bulls at home, and they, they seem to have big heads and no thoughts. That's the key with, with pit bulls. Um, <laughs> that, that's a good dog for you. Hey, <laughs> got him. Sick burn. Um, guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Deck the Hallmark. Uh, Thursday is interview day. It's I think it's our favorite day of the week. We get to chat with uh, wonderful people who create these movies um, that I love, Dan hates, uh, and, and Panda. The people be. I love. Panda. I want to be very clear. Yeah, yes. You're like, people that Dan hates. No, no, no. No, no, no. I no. would never say that. The movies yes. I hate. Yes. The people, the people, by and large, have been great. People we'll see if, if Trevor checks we'll, out. We'll see. By and large, they've been great. Yeah. He Tre- seems okay. He yeah. seems okay so, so far. far. Seems legit. Yeah. Um, Trevor, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Do you have uh, any opening remarks that you've prepared um, <laughs> before we dive in? Opening remarks. I just uh, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. Like I said, I've heard, I've heard about you guys. I know it's doing it a little while appreciate the platform and um yeah just glad to have you here with me where was, where are you good. uh where are you based out of right now are you in la los angeles yeah gotcha yeah, yeah. living how, that quarantine life yeah uh yeah <laughs> how is it going for you are you surviving it's, yeah it's not all that bad i built like a little outdoor gym in my backyard um prior to this and then my girlfriend lives close by with uh she's got a few horses and so been getting out and been outside most of the time so. wow nice. okay there you go some That's good outdoor great. time you a bit you a big outdoors guy you like just like much as you can be outdoors absolutely yeah mm. I, I grew up up in the mountains at a ski resort and um yeah i spent my whole life outdoors wow yeah us Man. us too yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> huge outdoor. outdoor guys here <laughs> Uh, Trevor, take us, uh, take us way, way back, um, to, to the beginning of your life. Um, maybe not like all the way back, um, but to the part of your life where you started to, uh, figure out that you wanted to do this acting thing. How old were you? How did that begin? Um, how did your parents respond? All that stuff. Um, I was, I, I, I came to LA in 2001 to finish college, um, I graduated from the Art Institute of California with a Bachelor's of Science in Graphic Design. And while I was studying my last year, I was modeling a little bit, and which kind of led its way into commercials, which led its way into auditioning for TV shows, soap operas, and things. It took a couple years, but I was about 27 when I started. So it wasn't something when you were a kid that really interested you. Was Was there something when you were a kid that you thought that you were going to do and then... You ended up uh, acting instead. 
Yeah, uh, mid-teens, I thought I would be going to the U.S. ski team. Um, I was a ski racer, and that's what I was training for. And I was wow. training with the U.S. developmental ski team. So that was the, the plan, and then I just got burnt out. It was. It seems to be a lot like the world of gymnastics. You just train and train and train and train and train and train. Just got burnt out, so I quit the ski team, joined the snowboard team, joined the football team. <laughs> started experiencing different stuff <laughs> and then uh like i said i went to a couple different colleges but ended up settling on graphic design and so i figured i'd be doing graphic design and then i found this world and then i thought well i'd probably be doing stunts there you go. um just because of the way i grew up outdoors and jumping off of things and riding motorcycles and racing and but then that led its way into more acting gigs and the acting things working out so did you ever end up doing any of the stunt work, or did did you never had to? Not deliberate stunt work. I had a lot of friends in the stunt industry who advised me to be an actor who could do his own stunts. So <clears throat> several of the projects I've been on, I've done all my own stunts, my own surfing, fight scenes, horseback riding. All nice. Yeah, all, all those Hallmark fight scenes, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. Tell. yeah. No, I can tell you're A lot of that. times in Hallmark fight scenes, you, you can just tell that it's not really there. Yeah, it's Trevor's fantastic. in one. Yeah. yeah. Like in Nostalgic Christmas, when he hit that dude over the head with a wooden Santa, yeah. man, you can uh, see it was real. You knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you said, I, I, where are you from? Because you said a ski resort, like there was a ski team and you were playing football. Like, where are you from? Where was the big ski town? Um, it's a little ski resort town here in central California called Mammoth Lakes. Okay. Mammoth, okay. So, so you've been in California your whole life. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't a big move to go to Los Angeles or anything like that. No, no, but I hadn't been, I'd spent a lot of time. I went from Santa Barbara first and back to LA been San Diego for a couple of years and back to Mammoth and then to LA 2001. So. Oh, wow. Interesting. Man. How, um, how close you said you, you, you were training pretty hard to be, on the U.S. team, how did you get close where, uh, ever to being on the team? How close did you get to um, doing that with the skiing? Well, I was 16 years old, and I had just qualified for a bunch of what they call NORAM races, North American races, which are you're racing. I was racing against U.S. ski team members. To there's a point system involved in ski racing, so I was working for the, my last year to get my points low enough to train with the U.S. developmental team, the D team. So had I continued after my junior high school, I would have been training with the Wow. Wow. So, and I know that you're thinking, what are we doing? We're supposed to be talking Hallmark movies, but this is kind of our process. And if you don't want to answer these questions, you're totally fine. Where's, do you remember the specific day? Because I had a, a guy I played tennis, like I played high school, a lot of high school sports, but I played tennis. There was a guy who was like ranked number one in the state in tennis who one day just dropped the racket and never played again because it was just too much. He was traveling the world playing tennis. Do you remember the day where you were like, yeah, no, never again. I'm done. It was so two years, well, a year prior, I thought at the end of the season, I went, I just, I'm just burnt out. I just, it's either choose this path, try to make the ski team and make the Olympics or go to college um and so i thought well i, I know i want to go to college and, and i'm burnt out on this sport and then my coach and my dad talked me back into giving it one more year <laughs> which which i'm really grateful for because it was a it was an amazingly uh, uh it, it was just an incredible year of, of perseverance and persistence and and making it to a certain level that I'm really proud of that I made it to. Had I not, I would have probably regretted quitting it huh. early. So, so it was kind of a year process. And at the end of that, 
I just knew that I wanted to go out and experience other things. Huh. Wow. So you had a dad that was trying to talk you out of going to college. He, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because he to this day goes, you know, I wanted you to go to college, but I was also 17 when I graduated high school. I was a younger, I was like a year younger than everybody. Um, and he just thought that more life experience before college would be more important. And he saw my potential, I guess, as a ski racer and wanted me to pursue it. He wanted mm. you to do that ski team gap year that everybody the, yeah, the yeah. Gap, You and I did a gap we year. We did a ski gap year. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful year. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Um, is there any part of you uh, today that looks back knowing kind of how close you were to at least doing, uh, getting on the D team where you regretted a little bit dro- uh, dropping it? Or are you content with what happened? I don't regret it at all. I, I have very fond memories of ski racing and stuff. But I, I literally, you said, I, I, when I decided I was done, I didn't ski again for 14 years. Wow. wow. But I snowboarded. I, I started, I snowboarded competitively for several years after that. Mm. Um, and then got back on skis in my late 20s. Wow. wow. Did you still have it? Was it, was it relatively easy to get back on? Yeah. And- it was like riding a bike. And at that time, I had quit right when the new technology was was coming into play and it was like a different shaped ski and it just changed the sport entirely so when i got back it was like a whole new sport we fell in love this is likely a question that nobody cares about but going from skiing to snowboarding is it like in my mind they're both on snow so like snowboarding's harder man. yeah is it so was it a difficult transition or was it easier than you maybe thought it was what was the process like snowboarding's way easier Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easier to get good at quickly. So the learning curve, the learning curve is, is, uh, is really steep. So the first couple of days are painful because your feet are locked in and you smack the ground pretty hard. <laughs> but once you get it, it clicks skiing. It's, there's more involved. There's more technique involved. Um, as far as learning from skiing to snowboarding, you learn edge control skiing. So I think it's easier to come from skiing to snowboarding. Than yeah. Any wow. yeah, that's what I would have. That's yeah. like what I would have said probably. So what was the first gig that got You're a big time. I'm a big time snowboy. Yeah. 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 Uh, all I know is this is I've, I've been skiing twice in my life. And the second time I was like, I'm going to try snowboarding. And that whole falling down and ankles locked in thing just didn't work out for me. <laughs> yeah. Went back to the skis real quick. Uh, so what was the first gig that you booked as an actor? First one. Very first one, ha, it was an indie film that never saw the light of day. Oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Paradise Lost. The, like the John, the, by Michener? I've tried to find it. I've tried to find it. Can't find it. Wow. Uh, the second one, I'm second working gig, I actually got a contract role on Days of Our Lives. Oh, okay. So how is soap opera work? It's your first gig out of the gate and you're just shooting a thousand pages a day. Like, how's that treating you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly the way you phrase a thousand pages. It was, you know, I got like a month of auditioning to, to perfect the audition scene to where it was like, I was proud and confident with it. So I book it and I'm excited. And then I realize you have to learn like 30 pages of dialogue every day and be comfortable <laughs> enough in front of a camera to bet it off to, to, to make it believable and to move on. And I was shaking and sweating every day in front of the camera. I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> so what, what trick or what technique did you use in order to learn that much dialogue that quickly? 
There's all sorts of little things to. Um, I, I actually didn't have a hard time memorizing the lines. I just had a hard time recalling them when the pressure was on. Right. Yeah. So as soon as the camera went, I just went. Whoop. <laughs> um, and then you start breathing and it compounds into this like hyperventilation yeah. <laughs> sounds like soap operas were really for you Trevor <laughs> yeah. I kinda, I'd kind of be interested to go back and do it now it'd be a totally different thing but it was like a it was like a boot camp for me so I, I learned how to get off book learn my lines um, be absolutely prepared when that camera rolls and um, so it, you know at the end of the day it was actually a fantastic experience it was just it was just terrifying. So I just looked on your IMDb page, and right after Days of Our Lives, you were in a movie called Surrogates, which I've seen with Bruce Willis. And I don't know if you went directly from Days of Our Lives to Surrogates, or there's something in between, but can you just describe to me the difference in walking onto a movie set with an action star, and they're filming a two-hour movie, and it takes them probably a couple months, versus filming, yeah. you, know, at, you know, you went from the ultimate in quick, quick television to the ultimate in, you know, trying to make it as cinema, you know, cinematic as possible. What was the, like, just describe that jump for me. Uh, pretty much what you said. We would shoot minimum 90 pages a day on a soap opera, which is a script, which is a whole episode. And they've got this efficient studio thing going on. I got, for surrogates, they'd already finished the movie and they were reshooting one scene that they recast me in. I got you. Um, and it was this one surrogate scene where, where Bruce Willis is considering getting this surrogate and he goes into this store and speaks through him and then decides not to. Um, the scene itself is just a couple minutes and it took all day. Wow. It took like 10 hours to shoot a couple minutes. Whereas then, like you said, you know, you fine tune things, you get every angle and every, uh, possible different um delivery down and and so you give the editors options and it's uh it's a little it's freer for sure yeah was it what were you like five hours into that and you were like how in the world are we still shooting this <laughs> or did did you love it like did you love the process no i really liked it a lot because i was supposed to be playing this robot who bruce willis is speaking through and initially they had hired an actual street mime who was very robotic um and they wanted to make it more human. So we, I got to play with Jonathan Mostow was the um, director and he was fantastic. So he, we just got to play with it. It was like working with an acting coach, working through a scene. Wow. So it was just fun. And it was, the pressure was off. And he's like, don't worry if this take doesn't work on a soap opera. If you have to do more than two takes, the director's coming in hot, <laughs> <laughs> which would never have, it would never happen to you though. Yeah. We're course. burning daylight. First yeah. take. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. First take Trevor is what yeah, they call it. <laughs> We're, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with more Trevor Donovan right after this quick break. Here's the thing. Right now is the perfect time to uh, flex those brain muscles by being creative, picking up something uh, that, that causes you to be creative, whether that's learning a, a new trade like graphic design, uh, learning how to be a better photographer, um, learning uh, music, music productions, how to make film, uh, how to design a website. All of those are ways for you to uh, work out your brain and to, and to, uh, to learn something new and to grow. And have I have 
have uh, the perfect solution for you, and that is our friends over at Skillshare. You can take Skillshare classes uh, online whenever you want to to learn something new. They fit your schedule. They fit your uh, fit your uh, skill set, regardless of if you are a beginner or you've been doing something for a while and you just want to get better at it. Uh, most classes are sixty minutes uh, with short lessons to fit in, into any schedule. Um, and, and it doesn't get any easier than Skillshare to learn something new. And the good news is, is our friends over at Skillshare are offering uh, our, our friends that are listening to this podcast uh, two free months of Skillshare uh, by going to Skillshare.com slash Hallmark. That is Skillshare.com slash Hallmark. You're going to get two free months. You can take classes. You can learn something new and you will be uh, growing in your creativity in the process. That's Skillshare.com slash Hallmark for two free months. You got, you know, you got into acting relatively late, like you were 27. It wasn't the thing that you loved growing up or that you were interested in. What, when you finally started doing it, did you find yourself loving it immediately or did it take time for you to be like, this is, I'm really, really enjoying this. And it, it took a while. Yeah. It was, cause I was going to class basically just to get out of my shell to meet people in LA. It's kind of something everybody in LA does at one point. Because you know there are acting classes everywhere, um, and it was so scary to me. It was I was used to doing sports, a lot of individual sports, a lot of adrenaline type stuff. And that didn't scare me nearly as much as standing in front of a group of people and saying my my name. So it was a long process of just getting comfortable enough to actually get in a do a scene in a class, let alone go to auditions, and then let alone be on a set where there's you're paid and pressured to, to, to perform. So. Yeah. Uh, so most, you know, a lot of the actors we interview seem to like, you know, like they're always running for mayor of something or they're like, you know, very comfortable being an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem like somebody that acts because it's fun, but it really pays the bills for you to go outside and do the things that you love. Would that be an accurate description? Yeah. Well, yes. At the beginning, yes, it was a combination of that. But I've, I've at this point really fallen in love with it and just do like little side projects and stuff for fun. I'm going with my girlfriend to do one next week with no money involved. We're going to be paying just to, to make something cool with friends. And um, uh, so, yeah, well, and to your point, there, it's, it sometimes it depends on projects. There's different projects where it's like. This is just, you know, I've got to work to pay the bills. And there are other passion projects where you don't even think about the money. You just want to explore a character or a story. So it's kind of become all of the above. I've fallen in love with it, and 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 it pays the bills. So it's the best combo. So what's your, when you look back, your favorite kind of passion project that you've done in your mind? I've got a couple. Um, I got to do... Uh, a mini series for the History Channel called Texas Rising. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Was uh, yeah, it was the story of the rise of the Texas Rangers, the fall of the Alamo, the Battle of San Jacinto. That had Bill Paxton in it, didn't it? It was Bill Paxton. Um, it was Ray Liotta, uh, Chris Christopherson, yeah, uh, Brandon Frazier, uh, Jeffrey Davies. It, the, the list goes on. It was incredible cast. Um, Roland Joffe directed, who's amazing. 
and it was five months in Mexico, literally playing cowboys and Indians. Just, wow! Just, <laughs> right, we were out shooting a lot on um, John Wayne's old ranches outside oh, of wow. the city of Rango. It was just, it was epic. It was epic. Man. Um, so that was really cool. And then last year, I did a little indie film that hasn't made it to streaming yet, but it will. And it's a World War II film called Wolfhound. Yeah. And uh, and I and I get to play a World War II German fighter pilot, so I get to be I get to play the villain. It's just, <laughs> you don't get to well, do that too often. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm working on it. So I love it. That's fantastic. Cool. Um, yeah, both of those are history pieces, and you said they were both passion projects. Are you a big history fan? Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm I try to be as educated as I can. I'm still working on it, but yeah, the period piece is really interesting. World War Two, any war, uh, uh, Vietnam, World War One, World War Two. I love the the Wild West and the frontier days of the 1800s, um, and anything actiony as well. So nice. Love it. Uh, so what's the I, you've had the ability to appear on a bunch of serialized television shows, and I'm sure there's. More than you've probably forgotten some because there's a bunch of them in here. What's the best environment on a set where you got to show up? So, like, I'm not, don't include Hallmark in this, but like, you, you know, you're guesting on NCIS, on CSI, on 90210. The, you showed up the best chemistry and just, man, this set really does feel like a family. What's the best one you were ever part of? Gosh, I, I gotta be honest, man. I've really lucked out and I've worked with a lot of really everybody great says that, Trevor. Which one's the I, best? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, I will say nine hundred two one zero because because I got hired. I, I was actually going to take about six eight months off of trying to act because I hadn't broken through yet and like was having a really rough time. And I just happened to be at the golf course next to the casting office where they cast nine hundred two one zero. And then when they called me in, otherwise I wouldn't have gone in because it was very for a very small role. Anyway, got to <clears throat> few auditions and they cast me for the role of Teddy. And it was for three episodes, which after three episodes turned into three more and then two more and then six more. And I ended up on the whole season. So I came in as a guest star who wasn't really sure where he was supposed to be. Um, and so that uh, not knowing where the character was going and stuff was nerve wracking enough. So anyway, the the, the other actors on set and the directors and producers and everybody were so welcoming and cool and helpful and that was kind of my after Days of Our Lives after they wrote me off of that I took a year off and now 2 and I was my first one out of the gate from there and so it was I was nervous to get in front of the camera again and they were very helpful and welcoming so that's great. That's a great answer. Yeah. You, you've you done a, a, just a bunch of different stuff across genres, TV, movies. Is there anything uh, that you haven't done yet that you're itching to do as an actor to stretch yourself, whether it be, I don't like a, a like you talked about, you want to do more villain stuff. Is there something you haven't done yet that you're, you're hoping will come across your, your path at some point? Uh, generally, I always want, I would, I'd like to play the unassuming villain. Like you said, the, the, you know, wouldn't assume was the bad guy at first who turns out to be the bad guy generally um but i've also been doing a lot of fight training and stuff in the last year and i'd love to do a, a you know fight choreographed movie and uh, something along those veins mma uh uh, uh you know counter-terrorism that, wow. that sort of wow. 
Is there a type of uh, fight training that you're doing, like a particular style that you're working on? I've been taking a little bit of a break, but Muay Thai and boxing. Yeah. You know, Panda knows. You know, so no, I'm big. big I mean, it doesn't look like I would <laughs> yeah. be, but I, do I, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can fight in the octagon what's, from time What's to step time. one? Oh, uh, joust. Yeah, joust. That's <laughs> joust is step one. Of course it you is. You go straight to the joust. Yeah, you do. Um, so talk about kind of how you ended up getting uh, hooked up with Hallmark. You had been, how long had you been acting at that point? And then what was the initial contact? How did that end up happening? What year was that? I was doing now to It was between seasons, I believe. And it was for a movie called Strawberry Summer. Um, and it, uh, it was cool cause I got to I, I play guitar and write music and stuff. So I got to actually write the music and, and perform in the movie as a country music rock star. So that was my introduction to Hallmark. What was the next one after that? You, so that was 2012 and then yeah. it looks like you didn't do another Hallmark movie until 2016. Does There's that a sound snow right? globe Christmas in 2013. Yeah, but I don't know if that that's Hallmark. I don't know if that Hallmark that was movie. That was lifetime. lifetime. Gotcha. So was it a four-year gap in between Hallmark movies? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I think that – yeah, I think I, I had been busy. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. It wasn't It wasn't something I was really pursuing. And then the next one well, – you have the list there. What was the next Lo- one? Love on a Limb. Does that sound right? Does that sound yeah. like the next one? Yeah. Yeah. You did so much in between there, though. That's when you did Texas Rising. You were in an yeah. Oliver Stone film, Savages. How was it like working with Oliver Stone? It was really cool. That was another kind of like the surrogates one where it was I'd auditioned for a role that they ended up cutting out of the movie. I got you. Um, but he called me in to be in the movie and made up a character in a scene in it. Wow. And pretty much like just sort of improv for the day. Wow. So that you took a day, it was a lot of physical stuff. I get pistol whipped and tied up, hog tied, and there's like a quasi sex scene it's oh i remember you this scene now i remember the like i've seen the movie i know exactly what character you played wow you're you're you seem like someone who wants to like you know you want to be the villain you want to do these these action parts like fighting what is what is hallmark uh to you like hallmark is very like you know not that it's not that (laughs) it's formulaic and it's but it's a you know it seems to be for you to have become a steady gig, which is you know rare, especially with uh, TV movies. So w- what like what does that uh, does that uh, you know scratch any itch for you um, acting yeah. wise? Well, first and foremost, the thing I love about acting the most is is actually just the one on one interactions with people, and you get to play a character in situations without consequence. Um, Hallmark brings. I just love the story arcs of Hallmark and that they always have a, a, a moral message. Um, they're always something you know you could watch with your entire family. Um, the, the people you work with are the best, the absolute best. They have a way of, of vetting out jerks and, and hiring really great, effective, um, efficient, and sweet people. So the... First and foremost, the acting for me is that interaction with people. I've always been a really shy person, so this is kind of a way to, to hide behind the character and interact with people, I guess. Um, the action stuff is the stuff I just know from my childhood. Yeah. And that's the stuff I want to go play with and stuff. But as an actor, I, I, I like the actual character study. Huh. I like that. 
Interesting. And, and again, it's, it, the, the, that's one of the best parts about this job is the, is the variation. You know, you get to go play one character and then go do something else and then go get to go to another part of the world and then get to go to experience this, learn how to ride horses, learn how to use gun. But, you know, it's just, it's never ending. So what, what's your favorite Hallmark role that you've ever been a part of? Um, I really liked it. in this movie Snow Coming, I got to play uh, an ex-NFL quarterback. Nice. So that was cool because, you know, I got to hang out with Joe Dyson and stuff, so that was pretty sweet. Um, uh, that and then the last one I did in, in U- we shot this in Utah, it was called uh, uh, Love Fall in Order. Oh, yeah, the bubbly sesh was out there with you, right? Yes, yeah. That was, that was really cool. I got to own and work with a dog. We, yeah, we so, saw that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah we watched that one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was cool. That's yeah. great. What, um, so when you, um, when you kind of approach these movies, you said you like the character study. Um, we always, when we talk to the, the male leads in these movies, they, they tend to talk about, you know, the, the fine line between doing, you know, acting and, and, and playing out this character, but also you're there to kind of push forward to elevate the actress, the leading gal. Um, wh- how do you kind of approach these movies um, personally as an actor? Is there anything that you do that you're, you know, in going into these movies, you know, I want to work on this. I want to help uh, elevate her in this way. What's kind of your approach heading into these movies, um, even though they are kind of similar and formulaic and stuff like that? Yeah, they're similar and formulaic because that's, you know, similar formula works so well. Yeah. And it's, it's for me, it's always a matter of creating that chemistry, uh, off screen, which again, which kind of goes back to my point of they, they have a way of finding really amazing people to hire. So I've never had a, you know, I've always gotten along so well with the, with the lead actress. Um, another part is that, you know, they're, I think the Hallmark, they're starting to, to, to push the envelope a little bit with the, with the humor and, you know, the, the writing's gotten so much smarter and so to find those little nuances and find that little humor and stuff that makes it unique because these Hallmark movies are so similar I think a lot of the challenge there is to find their little unique voice and find their unique moments within that script and that story that's different from the other Hallmarks that people are watching yeah and to that point you've you know you've uh, your first movie was eight years ago with Hallmark how have you kind of uh, seen um, including what you just said, seeing Hallmark evolve over those eight years um, as they've grown in popularity. There's just this you know, cult following now. How have you seen them evolve, though, as, as filmmaking and, and sets and stuff like that? How have you seen it grow and evolve? Well, visually, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better to me. The, 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 the sets, the backdrops, the, the lighting, the camera angles and moves, and, and visually these movies are just, they're just on point. Um, and, and like I said too, they're, they're they're pushing the envelope a little bit and becoming a little bit uh, um, more current on topics and things. So I think for for them, they're doing it so well is is walking that tightrope of staying true to the brand and how they've been making movies for the past decade, and then also um, 
always trying to improve and make adjustments, but without losing their, their core fan base. Yeah, so. I, I think Hallmark found out about email like three years ago, so That's right. they have evolved yeah, yeah. pretty quickly, so it's, it's kudos. So it's not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so uh, you, your, your last Hallmark movie was, uh, was Nostalgic Christmas. We watched it. It was great. Um, what, what's kind of going, going into 2020, did you have you know, some, some things that were lined up? Obviously, things have been halted a little bit. Um, is there anything that you're looking forward to um, heading out of, of quarantine time that you're allowed to, to talk about? Um, well, I don't know if you guys, I, I've started an anti-bullying initiative. Oh, cool. Um, and now that I'm collaborating with Hallmark and the Ad Council, and it's called Because of You. Hmm. So it involves, I, I went on my own uh, last December and visited a school in Pennsylvania in Deer Lakes <clears throat> Middle School and hosted an anti-bullying assembly. Um, and that uh, caught the attention of the people at Hallmark, and they just happened to be doing this thing with the Ad Council because of you. And so um, I'm now going to be the spokesperson in, in, in face of that. I obviously can't go visit schools now, so I'm right. doing things online through my social media platform um, to continue the, the ball rolling on that. Um, I did have a couple potential Hallmark movies um, in the uh, in the shoot before this happened. Um, obviously, we're not doing them yet. I, I have a uh, an indie film slash Hallmark acquisition that yeah. I'm going to be shooting in Hawaii. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah. Uh, as soon as you know. Um, as soon as we can and hopefully be able to parlay that right into a Hallmark movie in Hawaii after that. So two back to back. Nice. It just sounds it's like you want to, yeah, I you want to stay in yeah. Hawaii double yeah. the time. Yeah. I hate that for you, Trevor. Well, I mean, hopefully it ends up where you're really busy the rest of the year. Hopefully we get back to working here shortly because we want to review movies. Uh, but also hopefully you're really busy having, having movies, um, back to back to back that'd be really great that'd be un- unreal is it rapid fire time I think it's rapid fire time we uh, will wrap up by each asking you three questions you have to answer them as honestly and quickly as possible um, we always start with Panda Panda yeah. best book you've read recently best book I've read recently is The Cowboy and the Cossack okay wow, wow. okay what is, what, I, what is I, that? I follow up what's that <laughs> It's an adventure uh, story, which I really want to get made into a movie. Wow. Um, any cowboy that's read it, it's, it's really, really cool. It's about these, these cowboys from Montana that got to have to take this herd all the way across Siberia. Wow. Across boats, across the Atlantic. It's, oh, wow. it's just an amazing adventure. They end up finding the Cossacks, which are Russian cowboys with these big swords and just visually epic story. And they end up helping each other in... Um, I don't know. It could just be in a, such an exciting movie. Cool, man. You're you're active. You work out and stuff. Um, I don't. If I if you were to train train me to kind of get in shape, um, you know, I just had a baby. I need to get back into shape. I I didn't grow the baby. Um, okay. what 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 would you? How would you train me? What's kind of the first step to kind of get me into uh, to active uh, life? Well, I'll tell you, I. I done the weight training crossfit type stuff for the longest time that that includes variation and 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 things when i got into the boxing and muay thai it it was it was like a a rebirth of interest in in fitness for me so i would train you like i said with variety 
Because anytime you you just stand in front of a mirror and doing repetitions and stuff just gets so old, it's so easy to burn out. If you get to move around from stations and things and do things that are physically functional and active, hitting a heavy bag and jumping over things, and um, I think that keeps the attention of people a lot easier. I used to actually, I was a trainer for a a, a, a company called Extreme Boot Camp, mm. and it was an outdoor hour session where it was set in the it was like a boot camp. One, two, three, one. And you do jumping jacks and then you go to a different station and you do punching drills. And it was, it included everybody from, um, you know, someone with diabetes who's morbidly obese to, uh, ultra marathon runner. Wow. wow. So we'll get started tomorrow. I'll call you around this time tomorrow. Does that sound good? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We start at 4am. Oh, yeah. oh, my yeah. time or your time? My, my, my time. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's set, seven. That's, I don't, I don't believe it's going to work out, Brent. <laughs> I'll call you. Yeah. So you clearly have played a lot of sports team and individual. What sport would you say you're the worst at? Like which sport would you like? Do not make me play this sport. Basketball. Oh, I coached basketball for 15 years. If you can believe it. No, I did. I, was, I taught history and coached basketball. True story. Oh man, you would you would be so frustrated with me. <laughs> well, so you'll train me, and then Dan will coach you, and it'll just kind of be like a, a circle, a circle of training, uh, a, a circus of a, training. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, like it. I love it. Uh, best guitar you've ever played? Um, see, I'm not. Oddly enough, I'm not much of a, a tech gear type guy. So, I mean, the, my favorite one now, I have it right here is an Ibanez and so I just mostly play acoustic but this is right now this is my favorite mm. guitar it's an acoustic Ibanez you know mid mid level but it just sounds so good love it what's um you know I, I asked you about something you're interested in now I'm asking about something I'm interested in which is candy um <laughs> what uh, if you were to if you were to eat candy which I'm sure you never do um <laughs> but I do what candy are you eating uh, I don't. I think everybody's gonna hate me after this. They have candy corn. Oh, oh my god! Wow. Oh my goodness! I I don't mind candy corn, Trevor. Do you eat it all year? Do you stock up? No, I I don't I don't eat candy typically. But if of course, I, there's something about the chalky texture that everybody hates that I love. Wow, wow. this guy. That's a. That's mm. a hot take. That is oh, a nice. very hot, hot, hot take. Yeah. I'm gonna have to sit on that for a Everybody. little while. Hall- just- Hallmark just fired you, Trey. <laughs> 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 hey, yeah. We the the, the uh, rapid fire just came to a halt. <laughs> yeah, we're just we don't know. I'm done with my questions. Mm. <laughs> well, I think I actually read somewhere the people who like candy corn are psychopathic. Wow. <laughs> I, well, that can't be it. That can't be right, though. No, uh, it can't be. You would hope not. Mm. Says the guy. <laughs> says the guy who wants to be the villain. <laughs> oh man! Give me the candy corn. Me, hey, you got any candy? Uh, okay. Uh, so you've been clearly you've been skiing and probably surfing or who knows whatever else. A lot of places. What's the most awe inspiring sight in nature that you've ever personally seen or experienced? Gosh, there's so many beautiful places. But I will say, I, I mean, growing up in Mammoth. I'm very, very close to Yosemite National Park, mm. and driving through Yosemite is pretty unbelievable. It's just so massive, and I used to rock climb there a little bit as a kid. It's uh, I'm gonna go with Yosemite. Wow! So, 
we're bros and we all just decide to come over and hang out with you as a fellow bro. And what are you going to do to hang out with us? Uh, what, what are we going to do if you had to plan a day hanging out with your bros? <laughs> Hey bro, bros, you want to go hang out? So are we like, are we just hanging out at my place? Are we like, oh no, it's, you, it's, it's, you. it's up to it's your neighborhood, your Trev. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing, man? All right, well, we're gonna head out for an early morning surf session, of course, oh, yeah, yeah, and get out of the water by like ten, and then go have some fish tacos and a beer, okay, and come back to my house and then go in the backyard and punch each other in the head mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah, as you do, of course. With like with gloves. Uh, yeah, a little good, just a little little boxing training and stuff. And then after that, we'll probably go because this is my favorite cuisine, and we'll go to the sushi bar and go have some killer LA sushi. What's the best sushi? I, I, I've already. I I, I don't want to waste my question. What's your go to sushi place? There's a little place down the street from me called Kura. It's like it's family owned. Gotcha. A U R A, and it's in a little strip mall, but it's the cleanest, best. There, I've been going there for years, and it's a great little family that owns it. I don't want to put you on the spot, Trev, but when we went out to California, Christopher Palaha took us to Sushi Katsuya, and it was delicious. I don't know if you've ever been there, but Chris Chris paid for us to eat sushi. So if we're out there, I'm just saying it's the least you could do. <laughs> And and I know, yeah. you know they say they say that opposites attract, and if that's due, we're going to be really good friends because everything you just said, I hate. I don't want to go surfing. I can't swim. I'll drown. The idea of punching someone not you fun for you me. Don't even like fish tacos. Fish tacos out. Sushi. Get out of here. No. I, I Chris is lucky I came. No, the food that Trevor mentioned was all amazing. I I am a little concerned that after we drink beer and eat fish tacos, we're going straight to boxing. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a, that's a tough, like I'm going to eat like I'm, my fish tacos are probably going to be fried, right? Like fried fish tacos and, and some beer. And then I'm going to go out for a sparring sesh. It sounds like throw up everywhere. Trevor's planned this day for us. I'm disappointed. Both of you guys calling the question. I'm here for it. I'm bad at surfing because I have terrible balance. And also I'm not a violent individual that said for you, I'll do anything, Trevor. All right, how about this? How about this? We'll go to Disneyland. <laughs> I, I like your original talking. day better. I, the surfing would have been tough, but after that, Trev, I'm pretty much on board. It, it would be okay. it'd be you surfing and the three of us just on the beach waving at you. Hey, Trev, you're doing great. Yeah. Keep it up, buddy. Keep it up. Um, if you, we go out um, for a karaoke, as we would if I was planning the day. Yeah. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Well, I haven't done karaoke in so long. I used to live down in Manhattan Beach, and there was a place, a Mexican food place, not El Compadre. Anyway, um, it's been years, so that would be uh, a Google thing. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) That's fair. What's your favorite? You only get one, because you've talked a lot about action-adventure. Your favorite action-adventure movie of all time? This is and this kind of combines the because I like the you know the eighteen hundreds western and stuff. Um, Butch Cassidy and Sundance did. Yeah, it's a great answer. I love that movie. Mm. Um, if we were to go more towards action, I mean anything Tom Cruise is in is cool to watch. He does all his own stunts too. There he is. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool to watch that knowing that he's the one they're doing it so. oh yeah when he broke his ankle t- doing that take and he still walked yeah. off so they could keep the take that was unreal 
You yep. just do it. You just do it. I, that's how I do it too. Personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I do when my you own, go surfing, uh, yeah. Uh, Trevor, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything quickly uh, that you want to promote? Uh, and also, how can people uh, uh, find you on the socials, follow you, um, and and see your things? Um, social media stuff. It's always you know verified with the little blue star at Trev Don, um, uh, Trevor Donovan, and then. Um, yeah, the CK9, which this is shirt there is for the uh, degenerative myelopathy awareness. This is my dog I had to put down last year. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, just just, just working. Um, check out my social media platforms for the Because of You initiative, which is the anti-bullying initiative. And, um, and yeah, and keep on watching Homework. I love it. Awesome. Love Trevor, it. thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. And may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Yay, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Friendly TV and recorded live in Greenville, South Carolina at the Bramble Jam Podcast Network Studios. It's produced by Brandon Gray. You can find out more information at deckthehallmark.com.